Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Plastic Cards Podcast. My name's Fonzie, and I'm joined by my co-host, or my special co-host today. we got Sean Flowers, a.k.a. That Kid Flowers, on Twitter. He's a host of Invite Only, part of the Play Everything crew. You can catch him on YouTube.com, Play Everything. They're on Twitter as well, PE Productions. Uh, Sean Flowers, thank you for, so much for being here. It's been, uh, it's been a long time coming. You've been a supporter. You've been down since the beginning, and I appreciate your support, and uh, it's, it's dope to have you on the show, man. Man, it's good to be here, man. I feel like, I don't know, I'm so excited to be here, like, I don't really get like on other podcasts too often. So like it feels really good. Like, oh yeah, I'm out here doing my thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's just the beginning, man. They're gonna keep seeking you out now because yeah, you the guy to talk to, you get the and I appreciate you for, you know, starting that. Cause now I feel like coming. I gotta keep grinding though. I gotta keep doing my thing. That's yeah. I mean, that's really. I mean, you guys are definitely grinding for sure. So like, when I watch your guys' content, it's always a, such a huge inspiration because you guys are just pumping it out. But it's quality. It's fun. I love, and that's what I try to build. Like when I do my show with my co-host uh, Gavin, yeah. we just try and bust each other's balls a little bit. Like I love that. You know, back and forth. Like that's what makes it fun to listen to as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's me and Mikey's thing. Like honestly, sometimes, <laughs> like, oh my god, just let me win. Just let me have this. But, <laughs> yeah, the back and forth is like really this is what we really. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, same here. Um, so I want to get more to this. A lot I don't know about you. So I want to know more about like, you know, what brought you to podcasting? What's your, you know, what was your history before this? How you met Mikey, that kind of stuff. You want to go into that a little bit? Okay. Yeah. So um, I met Mikey during my freshman year of college. What's crazy was like he dormed maybe like six rooms down from me. Um, and I was cool with a couple, a couple guys that lived in his dorm room. So like I would always be in his dorm room, say what's up. Like we always played games together because Mikey was always that guy. He always had the games. Uh, so we always played games together and it was fun. It was always like a good time, but um, I really didn't get into podcasting. Actually, I was, I felt like from the way I game, like I feel like I'd be better suited for like a streamer, which I got, I just finished building the PC, still working on some kinks, trying to get it started, but uh, I'm looking to show that in the future. But I feel like that's what really was my thing. But I always saw Mikey kind of like doing his podcasting. That's, that's dope. Cause like, I've always wanted to do something like that. You just have to like my personality out there. So it was dope. And so like, Mikey started uh, Chip Tooth Gaming. I think he was going for like maybe a year or two. Um, but I'd always be supportive. I'm always that guy, you know, supporting. I'm here to support everybody who's really doing the grind. <laughs> when I want to do it. So I've always been supportive of Mikey. Then he ended up working with me at a job. And I, I was honestly low-key like sending him DMs like, if you ever need a guy, you know, if you need a guy for the show, if you know I'm here. <laughs> I know you're grinding, you know what I mean? I see you doing your thing. He was like, okay, you know, I got you, I got you. And then we start working <laughs> together. And then um, I'm kind of going too fast, huh? No, you're good, man. Go for it. And when, okay, we're good. Okay, so, <laughs> let me go back into the story. So we're working together, and I'm all like, so, you know, I see you doing thing. What's up with that? And he's telling me, like, oh, you know, this is going good. good. I'm like, okay, you know, just saying, if you need a guy, and I'm here. And he was all like, okay. And then um, eventually he hits me up, like, you want to do a show with me? And that was the first episode of Complete Central. <laughs> and here I am. So Nice, nice. That was That's awesome. Entry into, like, the whole podcast world. Now you mentioned like you thought originally you're kind of better suited for streaming. What caused you to that? What do you think? Why do you think you'd be better, or, or what? Or what do you enjoy out of like watching streamers and wanting to be a streamer? Uh, I mean, I like watching streamers that entertain me just beyond just playing the game. Like that's cool. Like you can be a good. Like I think there's like three levels of streamers, right? You can be like uh, entertaining streamer, or you're just bad at the game, or you can be a streamer who's just almost mute but just really really good at the game and both are entertaining don't get me wrong but like i feel like i'm like that sweet spot in the middle where like i'm good enough for you to say like oh shit that was pretty cool but like at the same time i feel like i give like really good commentary so i'm looking really show that off because i've been doing that for such a long time with a bunch of different games and i'm sure everyone that has played games with me like enjoys to do it because like it's just a good time and i should talk a lot so 
Definitely. Yeah, I mean, take advantage of, you know, talking a lot. Like, I know for me, it's always a struggle to just come out of my shell, you know, and talk. Like, especially streaming, I've tried a couple times. Man, it's a beast because you got to be on and it's like you don't have that feedback. So it's just you. So you really have to be able to yeah. overcome that. And and some people thrive and I just I don't. So I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not easy for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've streamed one time with Mikey and it was like kind of just me doing my own thing. And that was tough. I definitely understand like the solo because like it's really no one else to kind of like bounce your energy off of. Like you just kind of keep right. it the whole time. And like that can feel like exhausting, especially like if you're not really invested in what's happening. So it's it's tough, but I don't know. I feel like eventually, like like everything else, you just eventually learn to do it. Nice. And then you mentioned, uh, so you were building a PC, right? I think one of the earlier episodes, you mentioned like having to deal with sending uh, stuff back, you know, getting like parts you had to send back. But did you, how long have you been building PCs? I just built one for the first time. So I'm curious, like, how did you jump into that? And, you know, are you kind of expert level or, yeah. or beginner? Like, where are you at? Uh, keep it real. I literally just bought a piece. Like I looked up some videos on YouTube and I was like, okay, yeah, 650 bucks. I could do that. And I looked up like all these parts. And so literally like this was my first time ever even building a PC. It's not even working. So I feel some type of way, but like <laughs> first time. So it's like, I want to do it all right. And it's just tough. I don't know. Yeah. Is that something like, did you just start this year or? I just like literally a month ago, a month and a half ago, I bought all the, and I did some research and stuff too, but like I bought all the parts and built it. And I had a buddy um, who actually lives in the UK. Like we would just uh, uh, on discord, like he would walk me through it. And a lot of it wasn't actually that hard to do. Like it was snapping in pieces and that kind of thing. There's software stuff, but yeah, I just built for the first time and, and it works and it's pretty dope. But now it's like, there's so much of that world where now I'm just going down the rabbit hole, looking up graphics cards and processors and yeah. all this bullshit that I didn't care about before. But now because I have a PC, I'm just investing in that world. And just now like reading up on such boring RTX, blah, blah, blah. And it's like stuff I never cared about. What is that? Uh, did you find yourself? Cause this was my problem. Like, did you stick to your budget? Please. No, no, I <laughs> not, at all, not at all. Right. Not at all. I mean, I had a plan, but I, it's just like because you kind of give an inch here and there and then like you find yourself you wake up and you're like oh shit i spent you know 100 200 dollars more luckily what i dig what i dug about uh, pc building is like you can buy the little parts individually so i would do like one paycheck would be like the processor okay cool i'd wait two weeks and then i'd buy the motherboard and so i like so it was it what didn't hurt as much because it spread out and i really dug that versus like say the ps5 you're gonna drop whatever 800 bucks and it's like oh this this sucks I felt that I honestly I was trying to buy things in bundles because I had friends. I was telling me, oh no, the best way to build a PC is literally like get the deals. Like I don't know if you checked that on you Newegg. Uh, not really. That's a, that's a good a good point. Newegg really hooked me up. I was getting like a processor and like a PSU unit for like just one like bulk price, and it was like a good shave off of both. Where it's like, okay, I'll take the thirty bucks off of here and forty bucks off of the other thing. Like that's how I really built it. So I built it kind of quick, but like after like looking at things and you see like what you need, like baseline and then like, okay, no, I can, I can afford a better processor. This graphics right. could, you know, do better for me. So like, <laughs> I spent like maybe like three, 400 bucks more than I wanted to. I don't get it. Yeah. That's, it's a real struggle. I mean, um, but like that's what's cool about PC buildings. Like it's, it's somewhat future proof. You can swap stuff in and out. So, I mean, like you can keep upgrading the future. Like I was definitely like afraid of it for a long time. And I'm, I'm glad I jumped on it. Cause now there's all these games I can play that I couldn't before. And now I'm obsessed with like getting the most like frames per second, which I never cared about before, but now that's my whole jam. And so it's kind of this whole like world of, of just like tinkering or just like hobby kind of bullshit. I aspire to get there. You know, I haven't gotten to the points where I'm really like counting my frames per second, but like, I know it matters, <laughs> you know, but like, 
I'm just not there where I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like looking at like different TVs. Like now that I work with TVs, like I can see like visually the difference, but I can't, I'm not there yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole thing with frames per second and like, um, I don't know, like I'll, I'll obsess with that when it's like a PC stuff. But like when I play PS4, I mean, I don't care. It all runs. It looks beautiful. It's like, I really don't care there. So it's kind of weird to have that two sides of it. And, but I can kind of walk away from each conversation. I'm not going to like freak out and send a hot tweet online about whatever bullshit's not getting, you know, 60 frames. Like, I don't care, man. If it looks cool, if it plays good, then I'm fine. That's crazy. Have you, um, I probably going to ask you. Have you um, found yourself wanting to play specific games on the PC yet? Like, have you gotten to that point where, like, I don't know, I, I, this would be better on the PC? You know what? Yeah, like uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or uh, not Modern Warfare, but uh, Warzone. Um, I was playing on console for a while, and then because I've heard it it, it looked really good on PC, I, I booted it up, and it took a while, and it's like 150 gigabyte download on PC, but... Yeah. Uh, it's dope and it's just but then it's also coming from the console world getting used to the the pc or the uh mouse and keyboard it's it's a struggle for me like uh, i'm getting it but um it's kind of a bummer because i'm I'm used to the con- the controller man just like maneuvering through it have you ever thought about just getting like a the pc controller or you know like i have one yeah i have one and then it's just it doesn't never quite feel it never quite feels right when i'm like looking around with the joysticks on PC. I don't know what that is, mm. but you can do it. Like I played Fortnite on PC with the Xbox controller. Works fine. Um, but then I'll see people, you know, cranking 90s, whatever the kids say, like they're always just <laughs> running circles around people, you know, with their mouse and keyboard. I'm like, I, I got to get on that level. Yeah, I, I I aspire to get to that level. Like, I don't know if I can do the whole mouse and keyboard thing, though, because I feel like, like that takes so much focus, just knowing where my fingers are on the keyboard for one. I, right. I don't know, but I can see it as a disadvantage because like, like I want to play like Apex on the uh, PC, like that's what I really want to play because like that's my game right now. But I don't know if I'm nice. ready. I don't know if I'm ready. Well, the one thing that mouse that's a huge advantage. Being able to like move around so quickly. That's why I'm trying to learn the mouse and keyboard because having that mouse movement is so like so fast, so pinpoint accuracy. You don't you can't get that with a controller, even though it's more uh, um, comfortable on a controller. But it's just not you can't be as fast. So once you can get over that hurdle and master it, then I mean. That's where that's the level everyone wants to be on. Yeah. But yeah. And then, you know, if you are playing with the controller and everyone else is on mouse and keyboard, like, you know, you're at such a big disadvantage. Like, you can't really sneak up on people. They could just like flick the wrist and now they're looking at you. And right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing everyone talks about is like cross play on every game, which is dope. But then when you open up the floodgates for like all these PC players, just like mowing everyone down on console. Yeah. Or like playing on Switch, like you know, those uh, four-year-olds don't have a chance if they're playing with like PC players and they're playing on their Switch. I mean, yeah, just getting bullied. You can't even really compete with the console on Switch, so I don't even know what that's about. But I mean, right. oh, it's a thing though. It's cool. At least you got options to play with different people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, so I played uh, quite a bit of Fortnite, and like the first time I ever got a kill, it took a while, but the first time I ever got a kill was on Switch on my Nintendo Switch. And I'm pretty sure it was because I was playing against like a five-year-old and they're just kind of like standing off in the in the distance. And I don't know if they just didn't understand the controls and I just, you know, took them out. But yeah, like, was, so. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Fortnite's one of those hard games where like, if you get a kill, you have to celebrate every kill. Oh, yeah. That doesn't come around too often. No, that's how I feel. And I want to get into that too. Like, what are the games that, what's kind of your genre that you always go to? What are your kind of uh, favorites? uh fighting games for sure i'm a really mm. big fighting game dude honestly that's where most of my shit talking i was telling you about because like <laughs> it gets honestly it gets to the point where it's almost disrespectful so i have to like kind of like clean it up and be nice to the person but like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm legit good so it's like it's really hard to like really like you know what i mean so ah be humble yeah 
Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's that's where I shine, honestly. And then like, shooters, I'm getting into shooters a little bit more. Uh, racers, and there's honestly like JRPGs. RPGs. That's where it's at. Gotcha. Do you ever watch, like my buddy Gavin, he's huge into uh, Evo. Are you uh, a fan of that, like watching those streams every year? Uh, for the fighters, right? It's like a fighting tournament where yeah, we have like five, six different like top I mean, tier. like. See, that's where it comes to that, that level of streamers I was telling you about. Like it's cool to like watch like the guys who are really, really good. But like, it's not that I don't care that much, but I don't care that much. Like it's cool. Like, okay, yeah. this guy won. But like, if I do watch a stream like that, it's because like I'm playing with like a specific character and I want to get good with this character. So let me see how this Evo player plays with him so I can kind of kind of match that and kind of build my own build my own little like play style around that. That's the only reason I really watch like hardcore, hardcore like streamers, but it's cool. Like it's dope. It's a thing. Like I was yeah. wishing it was a thing for so long. I mean, I don't know if you like played Halo. Yeah, for sure. Do you know who T squared is? Uh, no, maybe I've seen stuff on him, but uh, no, honestly, he was like one of the big, like MLG, like streamers, not streamers, but oh, like, okay. with the pro players, he's like one of the first right. to get, like paid for playing video games. So that was hella dope. I really, um, I don't know. I wanted to kind of be like in his shoes. So well, it's kind of a trip to see like now there's a route for competitive gaming, like growing up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 32 now. So I'm 32. And, uh, you know, growing up, like there wasn't that path at all. But I think around you know, like high school, middle school, you would hear about like MLG stuff. You'd hear about these players taking it pro. Maybe even before that, like there's people making money off Quake and stuff like that. But now there's even younger kids and then huge tournaments where you can make millions of dollars. But it's like a legit path now. And you got to respect it because like not like you saying the hard work he put in just sitting in front of your screen didn't build results. So it's like it's good to see that dynamic of just even the gaming industry just getting some respect because. First, it was all just content producing, which is good. But like, I'm glad that players are getting the credit for actually being good at the game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's no joke. It's not easy. I mean, like, go, just go on any Fortnite, you know, and try and compete with like the top ten. You know, try and last that long. It's it's not easy for sure. Mm-hmm. I I can't even play Fortnite. I'm not even willing to play Fortnite. Like, it's good. <laughs> I understand it's just a realm. I just can't get good at. I, I quit. So for me, like, uh, I have a bunch of uh, nieces and nephews, and they love it. And yeah. so for me to connect with them, like I started playing it more and more. And first I was like, ah, oh, this is some, some bullshit kids game, whatever. And I started playing it and then I got addicted. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I do want to learn how to build. I'm tired of them kicking my ass. And so I had to get, be better than them. Yeah. And, and I'm still a little bit, you know, faster, but like the, now their building skills are just like far superior and it's hard to keep up with them. And you'll never keep up because they have more time than you. That's, that's right. <laughs> they have more time. So you just can't beat someone who could just sit on the game. Five-year-olds that beat your ass in games, like it's hard to keep playing because they can just say anything, kind of just rubs it the wrong way. Shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's no joke for sure. So you mentioned like some of the genres you're into, so fighting games for sure. Yeah. Uh, you're dabbling a little bit in shooters. You mentioned like Apex, that's your jam. Yeah, that's my, that's my game. Nice. Uh, anything else uh, like coming up? Do you have like a big game that you're anticipating coming up soon? Uh, coming up, not so much. I'm interested to see what Ghost of Tsushima feels like. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Me as well. Actually, I'm actually super uh, crunk for uh, Tsushima, especially since that last they yeah. did that stream. What like two weeks ago, where they showed off like full gameplay, and it looks really dope. That looks really good. I'm really excited for that. I'm kind of excited. I don't know if you saw the the Ratchet and Clank thing from the PS. Yeah, that one looks awesome. I've never really played a Ratchet and Clank game, but that that game like really like brought back so many memories. Like I was like, oh, I played so many games that were like this. Like I kind of yeah. play it. You know what? Play the so I imagine you haven't played the PS4 one. It's like it's a Ratchet and Clank 
something on PS4. It's gorgeous. It's fun. And it's like, I mean, now it's probably like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a short experience. It's just really, really good, man. I, I, that surprised me. That came out maybe like five-ish years ago. But like if that trailer for the new one looked interesting, definitely play that because it was awesome. You know, I should go back and play that. I just, I don't know if you if you watch my show, but I have a hard time just beating old games. Like it's hard to stay committed to something. That like one's that. not that old though. Come on, it's like five years. I mean, come I, on. It's not that old. Then we just came out with Last of Us. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn Two is coming on the horizon. Like I got things to look forward to. It's hard to look back sometimes at some old stuff, but I understand sometimes it is worth it. It's just hard. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I hear you on that. Like there's times where I don't want to go back and play something that's older. Like uh, Dishonored is a huge uh, franchise that I love. Yeah, the things. second one. Right. And I never I never finished the second one. And so like because I didn't finish it, time passed. It's hard for me to go back and play that old save. So I do feel, yeah, where you're coming from on that. I feel the same way about uh like Mikey's playing Last of Us Two right now, right? So like I haven't played the first one. So it's just like, Oh my god, do I wanna go play the first one? The second one looks so good. Like I feel like yeah. I'm gonna be missing out if I go play the first one and then play the second one. Like they just allowed you to jump in the game. Like, can you like imagine hearing that? Like, you can't jump in an old game, That's <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like, do I really want to go through that? That's what I think. I'm not play old games. I mean, I gotta disagree. You're dead wrong on this because like the first Last of Us is so good. It's like a masterpiece. You gotta play it. Like I listened to the last show. Yeah, and you were you were saying you've never played it. You gotta play it, man. It's so good. And then I imagine just like playing that and then seeing what the sequel is like or like playing to the sequel. It's such a huge step up and just uh, the yeah, you mentioned they just added jumping like so it shouldn't be like such an amazing thing. But just that changes the gameplay completely. Yeah, um, I think it'd be dope if you and Mikey like did a let's play both talking shit playing and getting your experience for the first time. That'd be really dope. That's a good idea. I might have to write that down. Appreciate you mm-hmm. saying that out loud. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because especially since you have fresh eyes on it, like I feel like everyone else. We've beat it to death. It's it's been around for so long. Everyone's dissected it, and it's I don't see a lot of those people that haven't played it. And I'm, it's kind of amazing that uh, that people haven't played it yet. I feel like that's like a standard game that did, did it never call out to you. What was your experience like when? Because I imagine you saw that coming out and it just it didn't call out to you. Uh, I don't know what other games were coming out around that time. Honestly, I don't even know if I was where I was financially, but I don't know that game just didn't like ring bells like in the circle of like games I was in. So it's like. Gotcha. I've heard about it, of course, like hearing about Mario, but like, am I going to go seek it because I hear about it? Not really, but I've only heard good things, but it's solo player games are just hard for me to really like commit to like to the end because like sometimes it's mm. just competitive halfway through. It's just like, okay, I got the gist of this game. I've gotten pretty good at it. I don't really care. So that's- it seems like you seek out those like multiplayer competitive experiences. Yeah, I'm a multiplayer dude. And that's probably because like I spent a lot of time on the 360, which I think at the time, I don't know if it's like, maybe like 06 to like 09 or 10 or I don't know when it came out, but like that whole period of just the 360 lifespan, it was like big multiplayer and like the parties were a big thing. Like, I don't know, I grew up more on that side. And then like I talked to Cheeks and he's talking about more of like the PS3 where it was only solo player games. So it's like, I just can't really like, and I don't have the time. That's another thing. So it's like, I don't want to dedicate so much time to doing that when I enjoy playing something else more. Yeah, sure. I understand that because, yeah, especially with multiplayer games, once you kind of master it, you can always jump in and out. You don't have to worry about you can spend an hour here and there. You can do two hours, you know, at night and it's easier to jump in and it lasts longer. I think like once you finish a campaign, I mean, it's pretty much done and you don't with multiplayer. You can just keep keep playing really indefinitely. Um, Did you grow up playing or were you playing a lot of you mentioned the 360 era? Were you playing a lot of Gears of War? And that was that was one of the competitive games I actually stuck with. Yeah, I played, honestly, a lot of those really competitive games. Halo, Gears of War. Um, I played some Call of Duty. I touched on Battlefield. Like, all of those games are really, like, different. Like, the trash talk was really, like, heated. Um, 
So it was just on an all around fun experience. I played a lot of fighting games too, a lot of Dragon Ball Z games, a lot of Naruto yeah. games. So like even just in that community, just the disrespect and the commentary was just great. So <laughs> do you do you kind of seek out the the like the banter, you know, like the actual like going back and forth? Like is that something you actually dig, uh, you know, in that experience? Uh yeah it's it's definitely a better experience i think for me and for the other person like if they can invest a little more than just sitting there like hitting buttons because that's all it is so it's like are we just gonna do yeah. that and then you, that's what people like say like oh, i'm bored with this game it's like bro you're not even you're not even trying like <laughs> <laughs> you're just just hitting the sticks to make me feel good so i like the back and forth because i don't know it makes you try a little hard it makes you get a little more invested and i think that's like what i want out of video game that's why i like video games Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because I mean I don't really seek that out at all. So I'm kind of like trying to mentally understand that. But it's dope because like uh, you don't. It's such a unique thing with video games and with that yeah. that shit talking, trash talking aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and it's very personal. Like, uh, have you had any like is, situations you know boil up where it's gotten really personal? God, it gets even racist sometimes. It's all fun. <laughs> it, it really, it really does, and that's the truth. But it gets really gets to that point, and then sometimes like. Sometimes you say little slick things, you get to the person, right? And you just slight jab. Like, if I hear you got your mic on, okay, I'm talking. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hear them talk. Sometimes they're not even talking to me. And then, like, I'll, like, I'll win. And then you can hear the, what they said in the background, but they're not really talking to you. Like, oh, what the hell? It's just like, yeah, I did it to you. What you going to do? And then like, they try. <laughs> and that's where, like, you can just see. Like, you make someone try to play. Like, it's great. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like the trolling aspect, but it's all fun. Yeah, there's there's a strong like mental aspect to it. If you can't handle the that aspect, the, like the trash talking, I mean, it reminds me of like boxing, like when people are like, or oh, w, um, um, UFC, which I'm a huge fan of UFC fan, and like there's a lot of shit talking before the fight, which is just kind of like getting into your opponent's head to see if you can get them to slip to like you know to make a mistake, and that's part of the that's part of the game. That's funny you brought that up because Conor McGregor, greatest shit talker, I swear to there God, there you go, does it, yep, does it, and that's exactly like if you can just tap into like how Conor McGregor feels like. The shit talking he does, it makes the other person want to try because like he obviously like won a bunch of medals. So it's like he's not just shit talking to shit talk. Like he really can't right. jump in there and really just beat your ass. So it's it's on that level of like, okay, I I can do it, but can you challenge it? It's like that's what that's what's fun. It's also forcing them to to then they have a game plan and then they end up throwing it out the window because they're like, oh, I want to crush this guy because he's talking all this shit. And so they, they mess up, they make mistakes and that's what you want them to do. No, I highly respect that because it's like, you you can be good at something, but also you have to manage the mental aspect of it or not folding under pressure. That's a whole nother thing too. Yeah. It's it, honestly, the whole thing is like a game truthfully from the time you pick up the controller to the time we're talking, like it's all a game and it's, it's honestly the funnest part about the game. Playing. I wonder if you can incorporate that into some kind of like show or tournament where you add the trash talking to the gameplay. I, um, oh, sorry. Almost like a oh no, like almost like a roast battle kind of thing. You ever watch that like in Comedy Central or if you remember those those other shows where they've done that where they do like they judge you based on the jokes that you're saying back and forth. I wonder if you can add that to the gameplay. I, and I would want to, and believe me, I'm really trying to figure out how I can work that formula because the truth is you don't see those on TV anymore because people right. are sensitive. So it's like how can I bring that like how can i like like yourself like you said you couldn't understand a mentality so how can i really display that without offending you know what i mean so that's like that's a level on of some you have to work with people that aren't you know racist and doesn't just say outlandish things when they're upset so it's like it's that's true whole, like it's hard i, I mean this that idea was hard but i think it'd be really entertaining to watch 
I wonder if you get players that are that are high level players. You get them like shake hands. We understand what we're doing here. We're just talking shit, and then they that's a whole like league on its own of the just like adding that back and forth. Um, yeah, there was like uh, I think Comedy Central did this where it was a roast battle where they had uh, they had uh, um, stand up comedians go back and forth with jokes, basically insulting each other, and whoever had the best one won. And it was just like, a, and it was funny. Sometimes it got brutal, but it was also part of the aspect of it. But they always kept it in line. It wasn't like insane jokes. But yeah. uh, if you can add that to the gameplay and if the players know what they're getting into so no one gets, you know, uh, hurt or they have their like base levels that they, you know, can't touch or whatever. Like, I wonder if there's something there. I, I think the problem with that as far as gaming goes, like, I think the problem with is like people take their skill level in the game really personal sometimes, like people mm. really strive to be really good in these games and then like sometimes by you beating them or even and talking shit like it really hurts people's egos and that's when like you get that whole spin around twist and then they're saying something outlandish just to be hurtful not really to play the game you know what i mean so like i said you just really have to find out and that's that's exactly what's called uh, it's called a i don't want to say a roast off but it's called roasting where they just go back and forth i used right. to in high school so like just i've just really grown up around that culture and you just have to understand it's not really personal sometimes it is and sometimes i realize like sometimes people do say things that was from a personal spot but it's just more banter at the end of the day and you just have to take that within yourself right man that's that's something i was never good at like coming up with the quick like comebacks man i always sucked at that yeah. um, i wonder did you were you always like really good at the speed you know to to snap back and to have that cool comeback or did that take time uh, yeah, I, I, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I can almost kind of predict what you're going to say or kind of get you to say something, and I already have <laughs> what you're about to say. So, like, it gets to that degree, and then, like, people that can keep up with that, like, it's it's great, especially with the game. Like, I can just get my ass beat, but I'm still talking my shit, and it's just, like, they can just talk more shit because they beat my ass, but, like, I'm not going to give in. Yeah, it's great. That's pretty cool. Uh, I wonder if so. I listen to a lot of uh, comedy podcasts. I'm a huge like comedy nerd yeah. or like stand up. And a lot of the there's a whole like league of stand up where they just do crowd work, where they just kind of interview the crowd and roast them and go back and forth. And like they'll just they'll blow up from doing that because it's a whole skill. Like I wonder. I feel like your skill set could work with that, with just like being able to just kind of not attack attack, but like you find each person in the crowd, you roast them, move on to somebody else, you you branch those storylines together. Like has yeah. that ever interested you at all? I've never, I, just, I never honestly really thought about it like that. That's, that's a good point. I should. Um, the problem with that is sometimes like you can just offend someone just out of the blue. Like, I don't know if I want to be in that crowd when they're doing that. You know what I mean? Because like, I can't <laughs> back. So it's like, right here, just roasting me. I'm just like, damn, but his head big too. And his forehead is missing. But <laughs> I can't say that back. So it's like, I don't know if I'd be in a crowd, but it can be funny to watch. It's entertaining. Like I said, it's just, well, that's what I mean. Like, I think you should be the dude on stage, like doing that. I feel like you would have the speed to do that. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's a good idea. I mean, seen. there's no clubs to go to right now, but I'm assuming, you know, once everything goes back to normal. But yeah. I don't know if you like watch Vine around the time, but that was a big thing on Vine at one point in time where people just go like back and forth. Um, oh, OK. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's how some comedians like DC Young Fly. That's kind of why he got big. Like he started on Vine, not started on Vine, but like he was really big on Vine and just doing that. It was great. Gotcha. DC Young Fly. I'll check him out. DC Young Fly. Yeah, he's on Wild and Out now. Okay, is that show still on? I remember watching that a lot, but I don't know if there's like still new episodes a while in that. Yeah, they had a whole new season with a bunch of new comedians, most of them being like old YouTubers and Vine. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's really great. They're really funny. And it's still Nick Cannon too? Still Nick Cannon, the GOAT. <laughs> really No, he's awesome. Like, I wonder how, I always like when they let little jabs at him through, because I imagine like you got to really toe that line where he's the boss. You cannot like, 
overstep that line. But I like when those little jabs get through from like the from the people on the show into to to Dick Cannon. Uh, honestly, I don't know if you watched. You should watch some of the leader, like even just the highlights on YouTube. But like some of them get really personal with Nick and like Nick's response, like as a boss and like as a player on like the team because he's involved with the game too. It's like it's really good. It's really interesting, and that's kind of like like where you have to like separate yourself from like what's going on versus like how you really feel personally. So right, how he balances that. I really like like how he does it. Yeah, no, and it takes a strong will. Like you got to be able to yeah. be able to you know have fun and and like be able to make fun of yourself. Uh, that's why I wonder. Like you mentioned that. There's got to be a way to mix gaming with that wild and out style, like some kind of show that would do that. Like, there's got to be a way. I know it can be done. I got to be the one to desensitize these gamers. I don't know how. <laughs> everyone's really sensitive right now. I mean, rightfully so for the right reasons, but everyone's really sensitive. And it's, it's hard to do anything with that. Yeah, that's very true. I wonder if you make sure that everyone's attacked and that's how it's fair you know what i mean like if you have experts at each different like field and those are the players on the team and then you could like so everything's like no holds part because everyone's uh, there i don't know or that's just like a fucking shit show i'm not sure how that works yeah no i, I got some ideas for it um uh, hopefully you're gonna see nice. this soon but uh, it's just finding a way to really make it stick is the thing you know that's true or maybe it works better with like a group of friends that know each other know each other's boundaries that kind of thing of not the just like strangers you know attacking each other that kind of thing Sometimes the stranger danger when it's just live and over the headphones. Sometimes that's the best commentary. Sometimes but people can do it. There's people out there that do it. It's just yeah. they're not everyone. No, definitely not me, man. I got no skill there. But uh, so, Sean, I want to get some of your uh, takes on. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening, like really recently with PS5 too. Like, I want to get your takes on that console, that PS5 event. Well, how'd you feel about that? weird uh router kind of thing it's grown on me but i don't know like right off the bat it was such a weird design but what, what were your thoughts watching that yeah yeah yeah. i love the the memes around it like i've seen so many memes <laughs> like it's honestly like that's the best part about the ps5 and i think that's good for the hype of the ps5 too because yeah. like everyone wants to one make memes and just two see what it looks like and it's just like the more i want to see it the more i want it um i think it's great i'm really hyped for it uh, i like the games um like i said that ratchet and clank game looks super dope um i'm mm-hmm. okay excited for the sackboy game i don't know I really like those like kind of like small platformer indie looking games. Yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. Yeah, I I, I like those. I don't know if you played like Explosion Man on the 360, but like those kind of like kind of give no. me that type of yeah. Explosion Man was fire. Uh, give me that type of vibe. Um, how, for the games that stuck out, I was more interested to see what they talked about and why they they showed the PS5. Like other than those games I pointed out, I mean it was cool. I can't even really think of any games that come to mind. You had like a Horizon was one of the ones that showed off. Um, did you play the last Horizon? Was it Zero Dawn? Nope. You know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope though, man. I, I think you'll be surprised. It's really, really good. Yeah, but do you sh- like that open world adventure kind of style? Yeah, I like the RPG-ness of that game. Like that's what really like, I, maybe I should have played it. It's just the solo play. Like I like, like I play like JRPGs and most JRPGs are multi like MMOs. Um, yeah. so like I haven't really gotten to like, except, except, except Skyrim. Skyrim is great, but except Skyrim, Skyrim, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> no problem. They're like all like I don't know. I just can't stick to it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's definitely my jam. The last like five, ten years, that's all I want is that style of game. So I just kind of gravitate towards that. Uh, what about they also showed off like Spider Man Miles Morales? Did you play the last Spider Man at all? I did play the last Spider Man. I got like eighty percent. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh yeah that game looked super dope um looks super clean i was liking how they did like the tones of the lightings on his face like it was great yeah yeah i, so. I wonder like 
part of the the breakdown is like, are we going to see that to be exclusive for PS5, or are they going to do some kind of like crossover PS4 version of it? Do you think that they save it for only for PS5? Uh, I think they should honestly. I'm getting a PS5. I think that's one more reason to get a PS5. Um, I think that breed of competition is healthy. Like you need to have big titles like that. I mean, people even want to ask questions like that, right? Um, I think that's important. Yeah, that's right. I go back and forth because they also want to make as much money as possible, right? And there's way more. There's a bajillion what PS4s. It's always in the news, like how much they're selling. Yeah. There's a ton. And so, do you want to like limit that install base and just have a PS5? But the gamble is you get people going over there. I'm not sure. Um, I wonder what they'll end up re- revealing. But uh, either way, I'm super stoked for it. Um, do you think you'll be dropping the the dollars uh, for PS5 day one? Day one, I, I could probably say not. Uh, honestly, I hope I can even get one day. I don't even know what that day one even looks like, what's going on right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> day one, I don't know if that's going to be realistic for me to get a PS5. But you know, I'm going I'm to show my progress and my steps to getting one if I do manage to get one. Are you, what about you? Yeah, we also don't know the price too, so it's like it's big who knows. I mean, uh, I think it is going to float around five hundred. Um, people are saying that. I feel like that's a fair bet. Hopefully, four fifty for like because there's also the one with the disc drive and one without a disc drive. Mm-hmm. Now, that's one of my questions too. I've been all digital basically for the whole PS4 time frame, yeah. and I have Xbox One too, and I'm basically only buying like my games digitally. Are you on that digital train? Are you buying physical? How do you feel about going, you know, only digital? Yeah, so for the most part, I'm like you. Like, I download most of my games. I'd rather just buy them and have them there. And then I like, like, the little countdown you see sometimes when the games, like, are just about to, like, come out. Like, I love that. It hypes me up even. Yeah. Um, but I also like, like, the Steelbook version of games. So it's, like, I want to have the best of both worlds, even though, like, I won't even really care too much for the disc because I'd rather just have it on there. But I like the best of both. But I don't want to just buy the Steelbook. Like, if I can just get the Steelbook by itself and then download the game, I could do that. And they started doing that, so... I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. They should do that more, I feel like, because I was watching online. So I bought The Last of Us uh, 2 digitally, right? And a lot of people online were saying like, oh, Best Buy is delaying my order. Uh, Amazon's delaying my order because they got like the special edition. But I'm thinking like, why can't they just email them a code and then they get their special edition statue and whatnot, but they they can still play the game day one and they don't have to wait for a physical disc to show up. But I'm hoping that they keep giving more options in the future with that. I I don't know. I I hope one day that we honestly just drop well, this is the whole point of the um, PS4, right? Or the PS5. I want to drop just the disc in general. Like, I don't even want the disc. Like, I think, like, I've had bad experiences in the past because I've had, like, little sisters where, like, I've come home to this broken disc of, like, my favorite game. So it's like, my mom's not going to buy me a new one. So it's like, well, right. that's my one for two. And I was looking at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I just really- You can tape it together and see what happens, but I don't know. Man, you know, damn well. You might as well just get the red <laughs> ring after that. Like, you just get, like, <laughs> punished for even trying. Um, so... I'd just rather just get the steelbook because those are really dope. Like, I think that's like a lost start that really needs more attention. Um, but I just want to get the game and my games to be secure. Like, I don't have to think about it. You know, I feel you. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, digital only is the way I've gone for a while. Like, uh, that's kind of what I prefer. I guess my only hesitation is I want to make sure that with PS5, I'm hoping that they extend the hard drive to handle it. Because a lot of these games are like getting into the 80s, 100 gigabytes. We talk about Modern Warfare, it's like 150 gigabytes or whatever. Every update is a crazy patch. So you got to make sure that hard drive is future-proof enough to like handle it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm on board. I think it's so easy to just flip around, throw on my catalog. It's all stored on the system. I don't have to worry about it. 
Yep. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, although it's interesting, like I've seen a lot of big uh, people on Twitter, like have their own polls saying, like, are you in interested in the the, the disc version or the discless version of the PS5? And there's actually a surprising amount of people that want that disc drive. I feel like there's still a huge amount across the country that want that actual disc drive. Um, I don't even know why. Yeah. I don't know what's really like grab it. Like, what do, you, what do you want the disc for? Just to break it? Lose it? <laughs> Like, you know See, I wonder if, I mean, part of it's tied to like internet, right? So like not a lot of people have, or apparently and it's something like you can look at the data. It's actually surprising how much people don't have super fast internet. I, I'm, I'm lucky I'm in a spot where we have pretty good internet. It's not crazy expensive. So I've, you know, gone all digital, but I guess people in middle America, maybe they don't have fast internet. So I get the hesitation there. Um, but so I guess, you know, it's smart to have two options. So if you don't have internet, you get the disc version. Mm -hmm. If not, then you just go all digital and you uh you're living the future like the rest of us but um yeah i don't see the whole appeal of the discs anymore like also i'm not a big collector anymore when it comes to games i used to be but just not anymore okay you collect something now i didn't mean just pivot off your question. yeah i'm such a nerd man like i'll collect really everything else like i'm collecting records and uh you know like pop vinyls and uh just all kinds of other random stuff like tools like i get into i got into woodworking like three years ago and so i'm just collecting just stuff just different tools and like sandpaper it's the most boring yeah. shit in the world but like so i'll just collect other things instead but like that used to be one of my things was collecting blu-rays in games yeah. but since i gone on digital and like rent online i just don't do that anymore yeah i mean i think that's even important right to collect those old like vinyls and pops so like it's good like even just have those laying around for like the next people to walk in your room to see and ask questions about because a lot of people right. don't know and like there's a couple like even like shows like i won't actually collect like whole seasons of like martin for example, because I don't want them to turn that sort of all digital thing and then they start editing like scenes and taking things sure. out. They were doing that at one point in time. So it's like, I don't want to see my old movies just get changed to the point where like, I don't even know the movie and then I remember it this way when it wasn't really that way. Um, I think that's important. Yeah. And also, you can't even count on them being in the same spot that they were. Like, Netflix has a bunch of stuff, but it gets removed all the time. And there's a whole HBO Go Max drama that's happening with them, like changing that platform. And so it's like, even though it's super easy, you also can't trust that those digital things are always going to be there. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, just you want it there because it's for you, not for someone to make money. Um, yeah, I, I think collecting things like that is pretty dope. Man. It's fun. Um, it's, but uh, I don't know why, because it's really just like a waste of money. None of the stuff that I collect is like worth anything, so I don't really know what I'm doing. I start collecting pops, uh, like anime little pops. Um, waste of money for sure. I already know it, but like it's <laughs> see like oh I remember this scene from this anime, like things like that. Like it's good to just that kind of like memorabilia for those. Yeah, true. I remember online. So you're a big anime fan, right? Uh, yeah, big one. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Um, I'm not uh, an anime fan. Like it never clicked with me. I, I've I've watched little bits here and there. Uh, I don't know if you ever get into the Matrix at all, but the Animatrix that's like one of my favorite. Yeah. movies at all you know ever as far as like animes too for sure like everything about the animatrix i love but i'm a huge matrix nerd um but then i like i've watched a little bit of attack on titan um would you recommend like a just like a something that would since i do like animatrix is there one that would get me on that train of anime like a starter one uh so what do you like most about animatrix like matrix is my favorite like movie and like it was inspired by any anime itself um yeah there's different like elements of anime. Like you just want to be conscious of like, do you just like like the drama? Do you like the suspense? Do you like like the action scenes? Like what really like stuck out to you? Because that's important. There's a lot of anime that do just those things. Gotcha. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think with the Animatrix, I really dug the animation. Of course, it's like a bunch of different styles, 
but all those styles I dug, but also the story was really good. Yeah. Um, and just right. how they dipped into more of the, uh, the, the lore, the background of the matrix and stuff, but, um, just the level of animation I would say, and also the story is what caught me to that whole thing. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I have to recommend you something. I say you watched that. It's called the, the fate, fate, stay night, fate zero. I don't know if you heard about that series. No. Uh, it's really action packed, but it really has a really good story. At least the first couple seasons does. Um, check that out. Check that it's out. It's called Fate Stay Night. Fate Stay Night. I mean, oh, okay. I just found it. Yeah, on yep. Wikipedia. Heat, straight heat. Yeah, <laughs> peaceful, dramatic, good story, great animation, great. Somewhere. Nice. You know what? I have been watching a little bit of is Airbender. I think it's they just added it on Netflix like a while ago. The actual animated one. Classic. I just finished that honestly not that long ago. Nice. That last episode, great. Heat, static. <laughs> did they like end the series, or is that something that they'll revisit, or did they like finally like complete that story arc with the uh, like the cartoon Airbender? Uh, no, they had a whole spinoff. They had a whole like he had a whole grandchild. They animated that whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, there's a lot I don't know. Yeah, they don't talk about it anymore because like the ending was a little bit controversial. Um, because like her his granddaughter is the Avatar. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> she ends up. Spoiler again, um, in series with uh, a girlfriend, and it was a little controversial. Oh. Kind of like you know, people didn't really talk about it anymore. It was a good show. It was okay. It wasn't as good as the first one, of course. Sequels really are, but like it was entertaining and worth to watch. It just, I guess, it got controversial when people stopped talking about it. That's not even that crazy, honestly. So I don't know. I'm not it's sure not what people crazy. are. Maybe when it came out, was it what year did that come out where that was would have been controversial? Uh, honestly, I want to say like early, like maybe like 2010, 2011, around that time. I couldn't even tell you a date. I'd have to look that up, but I don't know. I, I still don't even see why it even had to matter. Like with the date, like really, like she had a great, right. she was the avatar and that <laughs> people. Yeah. Especially if they saved the girlfriend thing to the end too. They didn't even like tell it during the story and they waited to the end to tell you and you're still mad about it. Yeah. It was a slow progression. I don't want to spoil it entirely. If I had to cut it, gotcha. short, like she had a boyfriend, the boyfriend ended up getting a girlfriend. They broke up and then she got with the girlfriend. So it was like a little. Oh, she slid in those DMs. Slid in those DMs. Love trying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was gotcha, good. Okay, you know what I mean. So, I think that's more important, or whatever. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. What was the drama with the movie, the M Light Shyamalan movie? That I know people hated it, but I never knew what the issue was. The Avatar movie. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even watch any live action animation to live. A- I don't do it. It's always bad every time. Ah, okay. Are you thinking it's just like never done well? Never done well. It's like whoever like directed or wrote the script just didn't even watch the show. So it's like, what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> like you just tried to sell it off the name and it's what it is, honestly. Right. Yeah, now I'm trying to think of like, has anyone pulled it off? Um dang, what's another I think they're did they already make an attack on Titan live action or did they say they're gonna make? I feel like that was one that they're trying to make. I haven't seen it. I heard about that. Yeah, they made yeah. A couple one they made like there's an anime called Death Note. Haven't watched that. Won't watch that. Uh, so that one I did watch it, and I have I've never watched the Death or read the comics or watched the other anime. Yeah. Um, I dug it, but that's coming from someone who has no idea what was going on. So take that. I dug it, but uh, take that with you know a grain of salt because like I had I didn't watch the original, so yeah. it didn't make me angry because I had no idea what they were fucking up if they were fucking it up. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. I mean, that's good to have fresh eyes. Maybe you shouldn't watch the other one so you don't have a bad opinion on the yeah. uh, at Those shows, just once you see it and you see how the story actually goes down and they put you in that world, it's just then really replicated in live action. So it's really hard to like even grasp what they're talking about if you already know what they should be talking about. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, you find that anytime they adapt a book into a movie, it's like they're always going to have to cut stuff out because they're stuck with, you know, the time frame and all that. But especially yeah. with like a, if they're taking the anime into a show, you have way more time. That should give you enough time to, to dig into the, how long you need to, you know, pick apart the story and stuff. But yeah, I don't know if it's really been done well from what I hear ever. No, I, I honestly, I think it's the people that are doing the movies just aren't anime fans themselves. So they're not really like taking from the anime what a majority of anime people that really love the anime might take away from it. So I think maybe that, that there's that disconnect there. And so that's why you never really get live action because these things that are displayed and things that you should take from the anime are never in the movie. So it's like you never get that same feel. It's like watching. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if it's like also maybe it doesn't it, 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 it doesn't work for a reason. That's because like yeah. they're saying things you can't get across in a movie if you're doing the anime. It's like it, it benefits from that medium because you can you can just create whatever you need to create, whatever scene you need to. It can be completely built from the ground up. You don't have to worry about real people in a scene. So it's like maybe we're trying to, you know, fit like what is it a square into like a round peg or whatever. It's like maybe it's not going to work because they're different styles. Exactly. It's just, it just won't work. It's just stop trying. Okay. I respect <laughs> you, but you just don't get it. And that's okay. That's also how I feel about like video game movies. It's rare that they actually like make it and it's dope. It's usually just a letdown. Have you seen the Witcher? The, the Netflix series? Oh uh, yeah. That one actually, it was cool. Um, I didn't finish good. it, but I thought it was cool. It was good. It was good. I watched the whole way through. I mean, it was a little confusing. I never played the Witcher, but like it was good. It makes Same me here. want to. You know, um, I, that's the only video game movie I can think of. I think there was Tomb Raider movies once upon a time. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, they're fine. They're super cheesy, but um, they're fine. You know, yeah. that's the only thing I've only seen video game wise. Uh, or, you know, what's a, a real just like classic is the first Mortal Kombat that oh, they made into a movie. God, <laughs> the classic Mortal Kombat. I used to show up on yeah. so randomly. Um, <laughs> it was really bad, but like you just grow to love it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it was, it was bad, but it was just like, just dope scenes It seemed like Scorpion, like in the flesh for the first time. It's just like a nuts thing as, as a kid to be like, well, this is, you know, yeah. A, you see it like it's 16 bit on a Sega. And now it's like a live action movie. Then Goro and he's like all prosthetic and he has like the forearms and stuff. It just has a special place in my heart, but yeah, it's a, it's a bad movie for sure. Man. I have that same feeling about like Pokemon movies. Like uh, they had the little Pikachu detective. Pokemon has a deep place in my heart. Like I grew up on that game, like hard. So it's like. If I can see them live and animated in any shape or form, I'm hype. I don't even care. If the movie's good or bad, I don't care. I'm watching them there. Uh, that's just how I feel about Pokemon. I can see that, though, for uh, like a Mortal Kombat. That's for sure like one of those things. Right. I didn't watch uh, Detective Pikachu, but I heard it was dope. I really need to actually watch it. Uh, it was ass if you're a Pokemon fan. like It was cool. Oh, really? <laughs> ass like as a movie, but it was cool if you see like animated Pokemon. That's what I was there for, so satisfied. I mean, honestly, me too. Like, uh, I grew up with uh, really digging the original, I forget, it was 180 or whatever Pokemon. Those uh, are just the ones that I remember for sure. So, like, I I love the idea of seeing them in the movie. I think there was, like, newer Pokemon they had in it, right? Uh, they had some, like, the newer, it's like, honestly, at this point, it's like a thousand at this point. I lost count after, like, 500 something. I quit. It's like Power Rangers. There's just, like, a million Power Rangers now. Yeah, they're all different colors. Like, just <laughs> Power Ranger. That's the one. That's the chosen one. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. different shapes and stuff on their face yeah it's just like it's a lot motorcycles vehicle parts like okay. <laughs> everything <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so do you have i think i already asked you about the like upcoming games that you're anticipating you yeah. mentioned the witcher are you a fan or like really excited for cyberpunk at all 
Uh, Cyberpunk. You know, I've been trying to like low key trying to like not have information. I'm gonna get the game for sure, and I'm want to get it for the PS5 when I do get it. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to like not really get much information because sometimes that spoils the games for me. Like, I don't want to have expectations of what I want this game to feel. I feel like that's why I feel the way about Last of Us, right? Um, but I don't want to have any expectations of what I want from this game. Um, so I don't. I haven't really looked at anything other than like screenshots and like pictures and like details about it. What about you? Gotcha. I respect that because uh, I do that with games that I'm really excited for. I will go on media blackout where I don't watch any trailers. I mean, I'll, I'll watch like the first one, get the idea, and then I'll go, okay, cool, leave me alone. I just want to play the thing. Mm-hmm. But I'll do that with like movies too. Um, I'll watch the first trailer. I'm on board. Leave me alone. Like, because they just keep revealing more and more stuff, and yeah. it's like I just want to experience it fresh, you know. So same with Cyberpunk. I think they played that demo that gameplay demo maybe it was almost two years ago now at least last year year and a half that super extended one where they go in the city and kind of drive around i watched that i'm like cool i'm on board i just want to play the game um but i am really really stoked for that ah man i don't even know what type of game that game is and i don't want to find out until i play it that's that's how i feel about it right now because i don't want to have any bias like it looks like an infamous but i don't want to like convince myself like it should feel like infamous right so i don't Uh. want any bias on a game at all yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I'm the, the same way where it's just like, for me, it's just spoilery stuff because I feel like they just reveal too much, uh, especially movies, man. They just have to show you the movie in the trailer and I don't understand why. Like, it makes me just Whoops. violently angry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't you off like that. I think I did. But uh, yeah, that's the ongoing no. joke. It's just like, oh, I just seen it. I've seen the whole movie right there. And I'm going to watch the movie I want to see. Right. They must do that for someone. Is there just idiots out there that just, they have to see the movie before to know that they're going to like it. Like, I understand they do it for a reason. I, I feel like, like sometimes, like, I don't know the level of giving people like enough to want them to go see it. Like, I think that's what it is. Like you have to give a little bit more and like, I feel like everyone's trigger points different. So you must get the whole. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't know what the hell's going on. Like they just will, re- re- they'll reveal the entire thing, but then it's like, why watch this movie now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I was like super weird with it with like, even, I think it was like Endgame where they were showing. Uh, so I was super stoked for like them finally finishing Endgame and all that. But like the trailers going up into it, they would play during other movies, like in the months up until the release. So I'd have to like walk away. Like anytime I'd, we were in a theater, watch another movie, they play an Endgame trailer. I have to just leave, go to the bathroom. It's like, I don't want to see this. And you're stuck in your chair. Like you have to watch it. That's funny. You know, they should do more like misleading trailers. Um, have you seen this movie yep. called Hereditary? Yes. If you watch the trailers to Hereditary and you watch the movie, that's two different movies. I love that. Yeah, I never watched the trailer. I know. I remember hearing from people like, it's super dope. You got to watch it. So I went in with like no information. Yeah. That was, uh, and I love that movie. I really, really fucking love that movie. That was one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long time. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I was so misled. It was great. I made the whole movie better. Like, But like, it was so misled by the trailer that I watched the movie expecting something. And then like, it just complete left turn. I was there nice. shook. It was great. <laughs> no yeah i mean there's like graphic stuff that happens in the movie but also like they play a lot with shadows so there's like i think that's the main character is always there's always kind of something happening in the shadows that you don't quite pay attention and then you realize like oh there's something there like there's a lot of that and it was there's no jump scares really it's just like stuff that's in your face yeah. but you don't see that it's there i love that the way they did that i didn't even peep about the shadows this time i remember about the shadows i didn't even peep that's a good point i like like there's like that in movies like did you even notice this and then that's a big part of the movie the whole time it's great yeah, no, watch it again. It's like there's a lot of little scenes where there's just something in there that's, you know, they didn't really focus on it, but it's there. Uh, that reminds me too, like that same director, it's it's like uh, Ari something, Ari Astor, I feel like his name is, but he directed 
Uh, his next one was called Midsummer. Did you watch that? I did not watch that. I didn't even know it was made by him. I should. It's weird. It's you might dig it, you might not. It's definitely weirder. Um, and it's like this cult thing that's going on in like some weird town in like New Zealand or whatever, uh, Austria or whatever. But like, uh, it's fucked up and it's it's strange. But it's that same style that from that first movie. So you might dig it, might not. But um, it was cool. I liked how weird it was. I'm gonna check that out. That's dope. Yeah, I like that. Like, I don't know if you like you ever watched the movie and then like you just didn't understand like why it ended like that, but you really wanted to know. So like you like Google or something. I love doing. Yep, that. for sure. That's a movie like that too. There's a lot of like there's Wikipedia stuff afterwards and trying to figure out like the hidden meanings and blah blah blah. Like, um, are you big uh, into like horror movies or scare movies? I'm honestly big into anything except like romance. I'm not really the romance guy. I kind of like, <laughs> like learn from romance movies, but like they're not really entertaining. Like the um, like rom coms that kind of thing. Rom coms get a pass because it's funny. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I can laugh, but I'm not just like oh, yeah. God. Sweep her off her feet, marry her now. Like I'm not sitting there on the other side of this doing that. You know what I mean? I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel you on that too. Yeah. <laughs> Those are true chicks. Do you have a? Sorry. Do you have a recent movie that you really that uh, was like a big one for you? Um, recent movie that was a big one. Off the top of the head, honestly, I don't have anything. Like I go to the movies a lot. I just watch Onward and theaters before you know theaters were a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just watched that. That was a really good movie. Um, but that, that that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I'm I'm same here. I don't know if I've seen anything crazy. Um I did watch some of the um there's like the Academy Awards that happened or whatever that was nominated. I watched went down the line and watched some of those. I think uh, 1912 is the name of it. Uh there's a bunch of stuff in the news about that movie. It's like a lot of like one shots in the movie, but it takes place in like the first world war. I don't know if you watch that one. Uh it's really good. Sorry. Really, really good. I haven't seen that one. That one highly recommend it. It's just like your 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 butthole will be super tense the entire time because it's just like nerve wracking but like super uh, entertaining. Man, that's good. crazy. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Is that on, <laughs> stream that anywhere? Because you know, I can't go yeah, we watch it like on Google Play or whatever. So yeah, I was like three bucks to stream it online. Bet. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Or uh, Jojo Rabbit. If you watched uh, the last Thor movie, that same director did this movie called Jojo Rabbit. What's that about? Uh, so it's weird to explain. He plays uh, so Taika Watiti, who's a director, who's he's directed Thor, Thor the the last one. He plays Hitler, but like in this weird version of this kid's mind, he he imagines Hitler. So he plays that kid's imagination of Hitler, but it's like funny and weird. Um, but you gotta check it out. Watch the trailer. Like you'll you'll get the sense from the trailer. But uh, Scarlett Johansson's in it. Uh, it did really well. Like won a lot of awards and stuff. It's super dope. Super funny. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Okay. I like yeah. Scar Joe. I like Scar Joe. Yeah. She's good in it. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other crazy stuff. Uh, I was super stoked for the new Bond. And uh, I don't know why I've been like a huge fan of the last Bond movies, but um, that it's been like delayed forever or whatever because of Corona. But that was supposed to come out this summer. <laughs> Are you like an avid movie watcher or do you just like watch like certain, certain movies? Like, how often do you watch movies? I mean, I'm into it. I'm not like uh, crazy weird about it where I can only certain w- watch certain movies or whatever, but um, I just like, you know, movie experiences. I really dug when we used to be able to go to it. We used to be able to go to the theater. I really dug that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll sit down and watch a movie, um, even if they're bad, you know, like, but I tend to like, I don't know, sci-fi, action, um, horror, but also comedy. Uh, I mean, my favorite movie is like T2. Terminator 2 is probably my favorite movie ever. Mm. Um, something about it. Just like the action and the the way it's shot and stuff, really dug that. Okay. Um, so yeah, anything that's like Terminator Two, I'm on board. Have you seen I Am Legend? 
Oh yeah, that's a, that's another classic. Yeah, Super dope movie ever right there. That's mine. Oh, that dog scene, man, it's rough. And I've watched it like I don't know twenty times. It's always rough, bro. I watched that movie with my mom, right? And I kid you not, after that movie, we went and bought a German Shepherd. <laughs> that that movie inspired <laughs> that whole like part of my life. <laughs> not even gonna lie. Wow, that movie. I love that movie. Hey, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, because how do you not feel for that dog? That dog's super dope, super smart, and just like cares about uh, Will Smith's character. I mean, come on. Did you know there was two endings? Yeah. What's the official one? Because I know uh, one version, he escapes with the girl. And I forget, was the theater one where he doesn't escape, like he sacrifices himself? The theater one okay. where he just dies. I haven't seen gotcha. I've seen like 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 little pieces, but like I need to see like the whole thing end because it kind of like it's weird seeing like an end differently when you know like you already have this like imagination of how it went down entirely. So I need to see the whole thing. It's in the DVD. I know. Uh, I think we have it. Honestly, like my my girl's dad. Uh, she he uh, keeps all these DVDs, Blu-rays. He has like a full blown like blockbuster in his house. He just like collects movies uh, of all kinds. That's his jam. And so he has it. And like we watched the alternate ending through the DVD, and it's in there. Um, I guess they I always wanted them to do a sequel to that. They could just say, you know, fuck the ending that we went with. Here's the ending, and then just make a sequel. I don't know. I, I mean, that'd be dope just to get a sequel, but I don't even know what comes after that. Like, just the part when, like, she escapes. Like, I feel like that's been done so many times in different movies. I mean, but Will Smith's in there, getting back in there. They're fighting zombies. You know, something's going on. Like, they can go to another city. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, yeah, sky's the limit, really. You know, it'll be good. You know, it'll be interwatching, entertaining to watch. Uh, that's good. I yeah, know. I'll be down. Um, so you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned you guys getting a, a, a German Shepherd after watching that. How did that work? Did you guys um, do well with it? Because I know with German Shepherds, I've had one in the past, and they're super energetic. Like you have to like constantly be like giving them stuff to do because they'll just like tear stuff apart. Like how did that go? It was an outside dog for us because it was so energetic, and my mom couldn't take it. Um, so like she's okay, you can take it, but leave it outside. So it was running around our backyard, um, and I have to walk it like around every now and then, but. Yeah, they're super energetic dogs. I ended up actually yeah. losing it. Um, like I, apparently, like some dogs like broke into my backyard. Like some stray dogs just kind of like ate my dog. What? Damn! And I came home to that, you know, summer from school, and I was just like, "What? Jesus!" Yeah, sorry to say that on the podcast. No, hey, that's that's what happened. That sucks. Yeah, you know, I am legend. Shout out to Silo. That yeah, you cool. live the real life. I am legend right there. Damn really hurt what who does that what kind of pack of dogs just coming there's know, gotta be trash or something else they can eat you know zombie dogs or some i'm <laughs> just came in from my backyard my dog was scared and nervous i wasn't there damn man that i feel for you. that sucks yeah. <laughs> Jeez, i've heard of stories like that with the wolves will do that they'll like trick dogs into thinking that they're buddies and then they'll so they'll leave they'll go with them and then they just eat them too like wolves will also do that they'll just oh the mind game they're ruthless thing god yeah yeah no it's it, it's crazy i mean dogs are smart and you know dogs are from wolves like the same kind of you know uh dna stuff going on like uh, i went down this rabbit hole recently of watching these youtube videos where the people have trained dogs to use these buttons and yeah. these buttons have words and so they can string sentences together uh, you can find online. It's a trip because like they've trained this dog. I, it's, I don't think it's a German Shepherd either. It's a big board like a uh, plywood with these buttons, yeah. and they're buttons you can buy on Amazon that just say whatever sound you want to put on it. So these buttons have a sound that says like eat or hungry or mad or sad, and so the dog walks up to it and creates a sentence by pressing them, 
And it says like, uh, I forget what the dog's name was, but it's like Dora, Dora, mad, eat, eat. And she just does that. <laughs> and the, just to tell the mom, you know, like, hey, bitch, I want to eat. And uh, so, but she's like able to create these senses and it's insane. It's like, oh yeah, well, these things are super smart. They're like little toddlers. Like, it's crazy how smart dogs are. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, it's funny you said jumping down a rabbit hole on YouTube because I do that a lot. Like at one point in time, I jumped down a rabbit hole of uh, watching exploding ants. I don't know if you ever knew that was a thing, but there's ants. That How do they explode? I don't know, but when they explode, they obviously <laughs> die. But that's a thing. And I like, I watched this one video, and like this, like this ant was just crawling by this guy's shoe, hit its shoe, and blew up, and it was everywhere. Don't know. What? What it, is. it was a thing. It, it's an I, ant. It's an ant, like ant. Like maybe a and little. It explodes. Bad. It explodes. It's some like I think it's in like some like South America or some. They must like, have like a chemical thing going on or something, and they just did they do it on purpose. Yeah, I think it's like a defense mechanism. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but like I was really down a rabbit hole, just really interested in these ants for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Exploding ants. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I'm definitely going to Google that because I've never heard that. That's awesome. Thing. And they must do that to, I don't know, like protect the colony or something or. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, you know, because it's like worker ants and then there's like, like right. ants that work in the inside. Like, I don't know if it's just like one of those like categorized ants that just blow up like i don't know what that is but like they sure blow up and like it's like it's not like a like a small explosion like it's really violent so like it's crazy oh really yeah it's really violent explosion like it's you'll be shocked once you see it blow up the way it hey i wonder yeah i wonder what's going on i can't imagine being the ant that gets that like direction like you know get gets passed down to you like oh today bob you gotta explode man it's sorry it's It's gotta be like it's outside. <laughs> no one's fault. You just got to do it. Right. <laughs> this guy's boots here. He stepped too close. You got to take him out. All right, man. Man. Great. You got to watch it. You can check that out, honestly. <laughs> I'll definitely check that out. That's nuts. Weird side hob when your board just exploding ends. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Sean, I mean, it's been dope. I think I've, I've taken up, well, you know, uh, definitely enough of your time. It's been an hour now. I'm going to let you go. You guys got your hot show to record. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna, you know, watch and get your takes on what's going on now in the news. You know, with uh, all the stuff that's going on, definitely want to get your take on it. So, yeah, let me, I'll, before I let you go, give you a way to plug. You know, the the shows you guys are doing. What's your time frame? When they release? Where they can catch them? So today, Monday, we got completely consensual coming out today at 8 p.m. Be there, YouTube, not YouTube. Uh, Mixture.com force says play everything. Uh, it's gonna be me and Cheeks, um, completely consensual. Our longest running show. My baby, like I said, if you want to check us out on YouTube, you can go watch Complete Consensual. My first episode that was my first podcast ever. Um, literally new to the scene, just walked in the door. Um, so uh, that's going on Tuesday. I got invite only. Um, that's streaming live at seven thirty. Um, definitely want to get there because it has some things to say about Mixer there. Um, you can follow me at that kid flowers on everything. That's all nice, right. nice. Appreciate you. All right, Sean. I appreciate you, man. All right, Sean. We'll let you go. Thanks for being on on the on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man.